Okay, so what do the sinking of the Titanic, the first expedition to the South Pole, and the landing of a man on the moon all have in common? They all happened since the last time the Cubs won a World Series. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs, one of Chicago's two Major League Baseball teams, has the chance this week to put an end to the longest championship drought in the history of Major League Baseball. Uh, in case anyone's wondering, second and third longest droughts, anyone know? No, nope, not the longest. Boston Red Sox had a 185-year drought, which came to an end in 2004. The Chicago White Sox had an 87-year drought, which came to an end in 2005. It's not looking so good for the Cubs right now. They're down 3-1 to one in a best-of-seven series. First pitch for game five, do or die for the Cubs, will be thrown out in about 11 hours in Wrigley. So the last time the Cubs won a World Series, 1908. New Mexico and Arizona weren't even states yet. There's President Taft signing them into statehood in 1912. 1908, that was before we saw the founding of the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA. Women didn't even have the right to vote yet. That didn't even happen until 1920. It has been, the last time the Cubs were even in a World Series was 1945, when a game ticket cost $6 and the price of a new house was $4,600, which, by the way, is less than the expected cost of a Game 7 ticket to this World <laughs> Series. Do we have any Cubs fans here today? Bless your hearts. <laughs> I think, what do you guys think? Safe to say, Cubs fans, the most patient sports fans on the planet. Let's meet a couple. This is Loretta Grandolin, 102, who has been filling out scorecards for Cubs games for over half a century. For her 100th birthday, she got to throw out the first pitch at Wrigley. Isn't she adorable? <laughs> or Vivian Barron who at 108 years old and with a January birthday is the only fan they have found who was actually alive when the Cubs beat the Detroit Tigers in the 1908 World Series. Or this is Phil Neinstead, who's 82, who still remembers waking up on the morning of October 10th, 1945, to his father's voice yelling, I got the tickets, I got the tickets. His father stood out in front of the Wrigley Field box office all night to get three tickets, um, upper row bleachers for him and his two sons, $7.20, to game seven of the Cubs' last World Series appearance, which they lost. This week is a bittersweet one for a lot of the long-suffering faithful, many whom remember parents and grandparents and spouses, Cubs fans who did not live long enough to see the Cubs return to the series. And so all over Chicago land, fans are decorating the graves of deceased fans with 
Cubs flags and pennants and little cubby bears. We actually just found out our friend uh, Adam Weil, who's a Chicago native, he lost his dad to brain cancer last year. And we just found out yesterday that he decided to blow his entire savings on two tickets to tonight's game for him and his brother. They're going to go and they're going to bring a teeny tiny bit of their dad's ashes to scatter at Wrigley tonight. Rest in peace, Richard Weil. When game five starts off tonight, there's going to be people tuning in from all over the world, like Alexander Schrode, who's going to be tuning in from Moscow, where the game will start at 3 a.m. Chris Diaz, who will be watching from the only Cubs bar in the Czech Republic. <laughs> Steve Pittman, who will be tuning in with his daughter and granddaughter from England. Not to mention the hundreds of thousands of fans who are flocking to Chicago, where fans started lining up yesterday at 7 a.m. outside of the Wrigleyville bars. Because, I guess, when you've been waiting for 108 years, what difference does a couple hours make, right? So, probably, do you think safe to say millions of people? all ages, all walks of life, all corners of the globe, from the youngest to the oldest to those not even uh, with us any longer, all of these people united by one thing, hope. And guys, this is what All Saints Day is all about. It's the day that we set aside to honor the saints. So it's a celebration of those who have gone before us, right? People we loved and who changed our lives. People who, though deeply flawed, were used by God in big ways and small. People who, through ordinary acts of love, brought the kingdom of heaven closer to earth. And people who, although they are no longer with us, are still just as much a part of the body of Christ as we are. We honor them today. But technically, technically, it's called All Saints Day, not just some Saints Day. So it's also a celebration of all of us. People who, at first glance, might not actually seem to have anything in common. We don't all have the same theology. We don't all have the same political beliefs. We don't all root for the same sports team. Go Seahawks. We don't all agree. Thank you. We don't all agree on what the right thing to do is. We definitely don't do the right thing all the time. But we also have one important thing in common. It's the thing that connects us to the body of Christ. It's the thing that makes us saints. It's the thing that allows God to work through us. And it's the thing more than anything else that we celebrate today. And it is, of course, hope. It's hope. It's hope in a God who created each one of us and said we were very good. Hope in a God who loved us so much that God just couldn't stay away. 
that God took on human flesh and moved into our neighborhoods to be with us in the person of Jesus Christ, a God who in Jesus endured the cross and descended to the dead as if to say to us, even here, I am with you, and a God who rose from the grave to prove once and for all that death has lost its sting. That is what we celebrate today. We celebrate that death means nothing to a God of resurrection. Amen? So, there is just one other team with a current championship drought other than the Cubs that extends back beyond the expansion of the baseball era. Anyone know who the other team is? It's the Cubs opponents, the Cleveland Indians. Yes, I think their last win was 1947. So no matter what happens with this World Series, guys, there is going to be some major rejoicing somewhere by the end. And did you know that actually like 3% of Cubs fans polled said they don't even want the Cubs to win because they don't want to lose their identity as the fans that cheer for the team that always loses. But whoever wins or loses and whatever celebrations ensue, it will be as nothing to the celebration that happens in heaven when the saints come home to rest. So may you know the hope to which you have been called, the hope that is your inheritance as a child of God. May you know that this hope connects you to all of the saints. May you know that this hope extends beyond this age and into this age, the age to come. And for this hope, O oh God, we give you thanks and praise this day and always. Amen.